what exactly is an off-brand White Claw? Is that like a blue toenail, or what the fuck is it? A blue toenail? That No, that's called Frostbite, sir. I mean, it's better than a blue waffle, <laughs> yes. but let, let's go away from there and go back to White yeah, Claw. So what the so... hell is a bootleg White Claw? So I had to, so I had to go to the gas station. It's a mauve talent. I, I like, I and, and her text me talking about she wants some white claw, and I said, "Really?" And she said, "Blame Tunny because she'd been listening to the show." So I went to go <laughs> get white claw, and then I, I'm I'm leaving from the white claw freezer, and I turn around and I see a sign that I could have sworn said white claw twelve for however the fuck much dollars, many dollars it was. I get it home, I drink about two or three of them. And then Amber points out to me that this ain't White Claw. So it's, it's something called Truly. Oh, there you go. Four and a half percent, right? Four and a four percent? No, 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 no. It's five as well. Are they? I've had Truly Look. before. I've had Truly before. I truly like White Claw letter to be, better, to be honest with you. Yeah, but Keegan-Michael keep pimps those. That's why, that's why Chris bought them, obviously. Yeah. You've never seen the commercials with Key? No. Oh shit. I don't know. I just watch too much TV. What is that? Is that is that mixed berry? Yes. No. Oh. Oh no. Wild berry. It's wild a, it's berry. a It's a berry. It's a berry um pack. So there's I, the mixed berry, wild berry, blueberry, and raspberry. I just seen a bunch of berries, so I figured it was mixed berry. No, nah, they're wild. They're not mixed. They're wild. Well, they're both. <laughs> <laughs> they're wild and mixed. They that sounds like that's a be, search yeah. on a certain website that we probably shouldn't be talking about. That White sounds, Claws on. No, that could be our new like three man band right here. We could be rock stars. Wild so mix. wild mixed berries. <laughs> and hey, hey, and if she's a preacher's kid on top of being mixed and wild, whoo boy, talk about Saturday morning at the bakery. Would that be wild mixed Halleberry? Pop. So, swordfish. <laughs> swordfish. <laughs> True story, my wicked stepmother, her brother, actually took Holly Berry to the prom. Bullshit. No I think way. you've told me. I I'm think you, not bullshitting you. I think we've heard that on Chair Shot Radio before, DP and I. Yeah, no bullshit. This was before she had her nose job and stuff. So she was still pretty, but this was obviously she was in high school. So this was before she went out west. Like she graduated from high school, went out west, got on a soap opera, and the rest is history. Changed mm-hmm. her nose up, and the rest is history. Well, good for him. Shit. That's a feather in the cap from, right uh, there. Touche. I ain't mad at him. I ain't <laughs> mad at him at all. Yeah. Fuck he gets sister, to tell that story boy. for the rest of his life right there. <laughs> I don't I don't know what he's doing. I think he might be married or something like that, but I'm pretty sure you could get buns off of, yeah, a bagged Holly Berry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's hard to be mad at that, too. Is that like the Costanza thing where he carried around the picture of his, you know ex-girlfriend that was really hot and he would show it to people and, <laughs> and show it to them and then they would know that like oh he's not the best looking guy but he dated a really good looking girl before so there's something about him yo george was a g man he damn near bagged marissa tomei and he just fumbled the bag before he could get to it no no george started with stanza the difference there costanza costanza yes yes all right, folks, gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about. Should we get to it? Sure. I'm good, man. You guys go ahead. Thanks for tuning in. Fighters War at the Real C Plat. Peace. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work on April Fools. It ain't working on the 
day that is if no longer no longer tax day. We still get to talk about IRS on tax day. That's fun. All right, I guess we should start. <laughs> for World War III. M to the A to the S to the K Put the mask on your face just to make it next day Brothers be gaming, ladies be claiming I walk the street and camouflage my identity My posse Man, oh man, a Shevitz Ooh, today was the day Anywho, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Pod is War Podcast Wars brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hey, folks. I know you got your Trump checks. You sit at home doing nothing. You have nothing to buy. Why don't you stroll down to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt with your Trump bucks. We've got something for everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling, Baron Corbin Sucks. Uh, we probably about to have a food stamp shirt up here shortly, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. Either way, we've got something for the wrestling fan in your life, even if it just so happens to be you. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please, folks, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. And as always, I'm joined by the mountain man himself, the chair shots resident Al Borland, Andrew Belaz. I don't think so, Chris. Mm, Pop. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, so a lot of fun stuff happened today. Fun as in topical, not fun as in enjoyable. But uh what the hell? First first quarantine now well, what we're gonna be getting into shortly. This is this is a hell of a day. It's a hell of a way to start off the show. Like we we went from a normal show to I don't know, what what do you even call this? Like Fallout? I, yeah, that's a good word for it. Fallout or, yeah, Fallout. I was going to say collateral damage, which is just another way to say Fallout. I like Fallout better. Collateral yeah, damage we, is a better movie, though. No, touche. Touche. <laughs> yeah, we, we, folks, we had a whole different formatted show. We were ripping and ready to go and had everything planned, and then all of a sudden today happened. But before we get into all of that, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring on the Megatron of the microphone. The commissioner, PC Tunney. Oh, 
Yeah. I've been doing a lot of podcasting, but it's always good to be at my virtual bar right here on Wednesday nights. Uh, speaking of White Claw, I'm drinking an IPA tonight. So there you go, folks. Just when you think you have the answers, I change the alcohol. Yeah, wrong show, man. You do what you're drinking on the Friday show. I, no, it was more of a Roddy Piper thing. Cool. Didn't land. <laughs> this is Piper's drunk pit. That's what the fuck this is right here. <laughs> I, I don't see how that's any different from a regular Piper's pit. R.I.P., by the way. But uh, you had to be pretty uh, sloshed and wasted to even think to crack a coconut over somebody's skull. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean, was it sloshed or was that just coke? Because th- this is the 80s. Remember, like there could have been some coke. There could have been God knows what else going through his body besides booze. Man, I wish I had the Chappelle show clip for Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, ain't no telling what those melon farmers were putting in their bodies back in the 80s. And Hell yeah, I like, rubbed my shoes all over his couch. couch. Yeah, he probably Fuck did. your old couch. I'm stopping that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not Kyle Larson. I'm not going to have to do a mic check and say certain things just to see if my technology is working. (laughs) Man, I ain't never seen his couch. Yeah, I rub my shoes all over that couch. (laughs) That was the best thing to come from the Kyle Larson thing, though, is that now you know if you ever have sound issues, just say that. It fixes all technology problems because then everybody in the world fucking hears you. Have you guys seen the uh, the special on Netflix where Chappelle gets honored? I saw it on uh, PBS. The uh, yeah, the the honors. I think it was, that's what it's called, the honors awards. Yeah, I watched it when it was on PBS. I thought that was really good. I thought that was hilarious that some of them comics came out there, didn't give a shit that his family was sitting there, and said some pretty crazy stuff. But it seems like for the most part, his wife especially uh, and his daughter have been informed that this is what dad does and that's just why you live in this gigantic of a house <laughs> the funniest part to me on that was uh bradley cooper when he got up and spoke because dave had the joke talking about yeah we're sitting at the white house with obama all these black entertainers <laughs> and bradley cooper for some reason bradley goes motherfucker you're the one that invited me <laughs> he, no he goes he goes we went together <laughs> he goes we went together yeah that was good it was good yeah, stuff. That was uh, good. good for Chappelle, man he's earned it man he's a, a whole legend in these streets man he really is plus the fact that he walked away for whatever reason he walked away because it's got to be hard to walk away from 50 million dollars i don't give a damn what's going on and you know he went into his little exile and he came on on, on the other end with 60 so Shout out to integrity, man. There's a lesson in there somewhere. I'll have to try to get some one day. Yeah, tell me when you find it. I'll borrow some. I, I got you. <laughs> well, I can't leave the house now, so you know. Well, in the uh, meantime, true. in the meantime, let's go to topic number one. Uh, too soon? 
No, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. What other way was there to play a clip to intro into this? But Vince fired a whole bunch of fucking people. That's what happened. You know, you guys, I I really don't need to introduce this topic. It's going to be known as Black Wednesday. It comes after Black Friday, which is kind of apropos, but I believe it was about 1245 Eastern time, 145 Eastern time. Um, some cuts came down, and then it just kept happening and happening and happening. And I seen an article where it was like you just kept refreshing, hitting the refresh yeah. button, and it was another person and another person and another person. So, hey, I'm at PC Tony. If you think I'm making light of it, but I'm really not. I invite you to come on the show and and you know banter with me verbally. But gentlemen, this has been one hell of a day. So. To name a couple of the, there was a lot of uh, cutting of talent in WWE, on-air talent as well as, you know, behind the scenes. So just to give a couple of, if you've been living under a rock and don't know of which we speak, just to give some of the uh, more notable names, they include Rusev, Anderson and Gallows, Fit Finley, who was uh, very instrumental in teaching a lot of the young ladies how to wrestle and putting their matches together. Uh, Who who else? Zack Ryder. I can give you the entire list if you want it. Shane okay, Helms. we don't have to uh, Hurricane Shane Helms. We'll have to run through the entire list, Tony, well, but some of the n- more notable names that I, I failed to mention. It won't Sarah take long. Stock, but Kurt, Kurt Angle, Rusev, Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, No Way Jose, No Way Jose, huh. Mike Chioda, oh, no. Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, EC3. Aiden English, Leo Rush, Primo Epico. In addition, producers Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. And Kurt Angle. And Mike Chioda, if you missed that. And I Mike said Mike Chioda, yeah. I said 30 Mike plus years at WWE. I think he had been there since 89, one of the best referees to ever do it. You know he's one of the best that ever do it because we can only name about seven of them, and he's one of them. I bet you, Mike, I bet you he got severance and was ready to retire. Yeah. That's possible. And a lot of these people are going to be back as well until, you know, once we oh, get yeah. back to some semblance of normal, then the cash flow increases. So it's not all doom and gloom, but it's just very shocking. Plus, this is typical from WWE. They typically do have massive cuts and layoffs following WrestleMania. Um, obviously, this is uh, this is a lot, but there's also a, a lot of extenuating circumstances that go into this. I mean, number one, Another topic that we were going to previously talk about was that Vince McMahon just lost $100 million with the XFL folding. And that's the that's what we know of. Uh, WrestleMania was just a few weeks ago, and, yo, they didn't make a dime off of WrestleMania. As a matter of fact, when you take away the, the Live House Gate, merchandise, fan access, NXT, Hall of Fame, they probably took an L. They probably lost money even trying to put that show on. And you also have to consider the fact that the shareholders of the WWE stock are finally starting to smarten up and realize that Vince been working them this whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're finally starting to get that. And I used to go back and forth with my brother Ray Cash when we were doing Chair Shot Radio about that because he swore up and down that, well, no, you can't lie to the shareholders. And all that told me was he he's never ran a business. And no disrespect. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but of course they were working to get to inflate that stock price. So 
yeah, these cuts were to be expected, and there isn't any cash flow coming in. There's no house show business. There's no live show business. There's no gate. There's no business of of anything to speak of, save the television. And the thing that most worries me, because WWE is going to be fine. They're too big to fail, shall we say. But what mm-hmm. scares me is that, you know, when I look in the, out through, throughout the entire industry, you know, when the way that the industry is structured, when WWE sneezes, the rest of the industry catches a cold, Andrew. And I, I don't know. This was an industry that, let's let's keep it a buck, man. It was already on life support as is. Like, few, there's, this is the least amount of people that have watched wrestling since there's been wrestling, going back all the way to the 1800s. Like, interest, is, well, is, at least in this country, has died down considerably. And I... Go ahead, man. You're not wrong when it comes to the number of people, but the funny aspect of it is, even though the number of people may be dwindling or down to a more niche group, they're spending more money than they have in the past. So that's why a lot of these companies see a boon and why AEW thought they could create their own company from scratch. Because they're not getting any pussy, so they have disposable income. Regardless of the fact, which may or may not be true, they still have the money to spend. So every one person is worth a couple more than they used to be when it comes to buying replica title belts or buying three shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees or from AEW Shop or Shop Impact or WWE Shop or whatever the hell they are. So there's more money than I think there has been in a while, but you're right, the audience is still kind of feeding off of itself and that's eventually going to burn out and probably go somewhere else. And who knows how that's going to recover from this situation. I think well, the biggest, let me, let, oh, me, go, go, go. Well, yeah. let me finish up my point. And yeah, then the floor is yours, but no, I, I said all that to say that, you know, a lot of these uh, men and women, they're going to be back with the WWE at some point in time, but a lot of them aren't. And there's not a whole lot of places for them to go right now. Like nobody's working right now. There are no jobs because everything is at a standstill. So, I hate to be all gloom and doom, but I, I don't really feel as if I'm being hyperbolic when I say that I don't know if the wrestling industry is ever going to be able to recover from this. And on a personal note, with all those people that were released, that's probably going to be another 475 podcast out there in the market that we got to compete against. So to that. True. And some of them already had their own kind of like figurine podcast with Ryder and Hawkins and all these other ones. So shit, what the fuck? But <clears throat> No, I think they'll be fine. And the one thing I think we've learned from WWE releases is when we see some stories come out, there's information that's not always thrown about where they'll pay you for 30 days, 60 days, or something like that. So for for everybody saying that this is a bad situation and WWE should be more accountable or pay them the full year's salary because of the situation at hand, we don't know what the release terms were. We just know these people were released. We've seen so many times where WWE takes care of their own. Like, how many times did Scott Hall get put through rehab on WWE's dime when he wasn't even with WWE? And how many other stories have come out where, oh, we got a call and they said, hey, we'll pay you for 60 months or 60 days. And then they decided to turn around and be like, no, I'd rather do indies. I think Austin Aries said that or somebody did. And then they ended up getting more money off of doing a few indie dates than they would have off the 60 days of just taking their salary. So for all we know, WWE might've 
done the whole, we'll give you three to six months of salary or something like that, but we're releasing you to get rid of cap space or something like that. And when you get like Kurt Angle, Fit Finley, this just, just smells a lot like an NFL kind of release where they release them just to sign them at less money or in a different position later on when everything kind of clears up. So Angle's not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Really? It's not like he's going to wrestle again. I doubt he's going to go to AEW or Impact as like some kind of like GM or agent or something like that. He'll be back in WWE. Most of these guys will land on their feet eventually, but it it, it looks bad now, especially when you look at like uh, Drake Maverick's video. Did you see that earlier today? Yeah, man. That almost I'm not even a sentimental type of person, man, but that almost choked me up. Oh, yeah, I, I felt super bad for him, but if I feel like that's more he feels bad because he can't say goodbye to his friends because of the situation and how he even says in his video that he didn't take it seriously. So he didn't play things out correctly. He didn't kind of, I guess, make amends with whoever he had to make amends with. So that, that feels like a lot of personal guilt mixed in with he's not a WWE superstar anymore, but he's charismatic as hell. He's talented as hell. He can wrestle. He could do anything. So somebody is going to pick him up. And I don't really see that as a problem. And a lot of the people that they let go didn't want to be a part of WWE anyway. Rusev's been asking for his way out for a while. The Canellises have been asking for their way out for a while. A lot of them, they're not exactly people we want to see on television. So from a people lost their job perspective, it sucks. But how much is it going to really affect the product overall? So, can we take a shot real quick? Just can take a sip for the Canellises, the king and queen of finessing for the last three to five years. Oh, no, they I'll give you that. By the yeah, they get oh, signed yeah. by the WWE. Mike gets to go to rehab for free. They make they have two kids, and they each fleece WWE for half a million each total. Million dollars coming into that household, and they barely even had to work. Yo, I'm throwing one up for the Canellises. All right, the king and queen of finesse right now. The, I give them the Jeff Jarrett... King and Queen Finesse Award. That's the power of love right there. Oh, go now? Yeah. I just had to throw that out there. Please, Tony, continue. I, I forgot. <laughs> but it's interesting times, and I know it's scary for a lot of the talent. A lot of these uh, men and women are going to land on their feet just because they are super talented. Rusev, he's going to be fine. Uh, Leo Rush, he's a very talented kid. He's going to land on his feet. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle can make money just being Kurt Angle, so he's going to be all right. Plus, I'm sure he saved some money since, you know, he got rid of that pesky drug addiction, so he probably got a couple coins to rub together. He's going to be all right. Anderson and Gallows only came to the WWE so they could cash out right quick before they go off into the sunset with their hot Asian wives or whatever they got going on. So <laughs> a lot of these people are going to be all right, but this speaks more to the industry is on life support. And I, I've talked about this ever since we've been on lockdown. I, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people and I'm telling them that the epidemic or the pandemic isn't really my biggest concern. My biggest concern is the fallout. And that's going to lead that comes from the economy. And people kind of look at me like I got five heads or something like that. But you're starting to see these cuts being made. And the fact of the matter is there's going to be a lot of businesses that aren't coming back. And we don't know the long term ramifications of that. And I, I say that in the wrestling business as well, because. There are fewer fans. Yes, they are spending more money. That's fair. But they're fewer. And now there's going to be fewer alternatives for the men and women to go, fewer places to find work. 
how many of these indies are conceivably going to be able to hold on? Like, I'm even looking at, like, an MLW, which is kind of a, a mid-major, if I could borrow a college term. Well, they they're put kind out of a, a mid-major. They put out a statement but, that they're holding off until middle May. Yeah, but how long can they truly afford to hold off? I mean, how are they bringing in revenue, you know? I would say the smaller companies like, I'm sorry, Andrew, the MLWs, the NWAs are probably not losing as much money as you would think, whereas they're not, you know, they're not doing anything, right? WWE is still having to pay to do stuff, whereas these other companies just aren't doing anything. Yeah, I mean, MLW still has a couple fusion shows that were taped from their Philly thing back in February. So they're still doing their usual thing there. NWA has been showing classic footage, I guess, that Corgan technically owns. But what what do they own aside from a ring, a handful of wrestlers, and a title belt or two? Like, you, you know what I really mean. Like, they're not nearly as gigantic and have to keep the wheels moving and all other stuff that, like, WWE does. Plus, you know, Corgan's got money to burn anyway with Smashing Pumpkins and I think New Album and a tour that was obviously now halted, but he's still got money coming in from the record industry. Okay, that's fair. Perhaps I chose bad examples, but y'all know what the fuck I'm saying, man. Y'all know what I'm saying, don't you? Oh, no, you're, you you're completely you right. No, you're, you're completely <laughs> right that, you know, a lot of the smaller companies are going to get hurt a lot by this, and especially with all of the the... Now, whatever, flood of talent that's available, they're not going to get scooped up as fast as possible as they usually would. You know, a lot of them may not land in places right away. They might not get a spot to land until 2021 because the ROHs, the impacts, the MLWs, the NWAs have to still kind of find the funding and find out where everything's at when all of this, when all the dust settles. So by the time we hit August and September, when Ideally, you'd think that things return to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, how much money is going to be there? How many people that were wrestling fans, part of that niche group that spent extra money, how many of them still have a job? How many of them still have their own income to feed themselves, much less buy T-shirts and title belts and wrestling figures? So it's it's going to be interesting for the next year or so. But this is a, one of those weird situations where I can see a lot of companies trying to help each other because it's more beneficial to the studio where NWA films to, you know, help them out and to work with the contract and just to make sure that they have something because they need the money too. And nobody knows where we're going to be at a year from now, six months from now, whatever. So I think this is one of those weird things where it could be terrible, but it's going to be one of those weird things that also kind of brings people together in a in a fucked up way, which purely for selfish reasons, because it's all self-preservation of what well, we need money to when you need help. So let, let's let me help you help me kind of thing. But I, I think it might kind of work itself out. Well, that's the flip side to tragedy is that it leads to opportunity. And we've seen sure. these companies that are still performing. They've had to innovate out of necessity and they've had to try some new things. So. On the other side of this, you know, eventually wrestling could be in a better spot, if not financially, at least creatively. We might get some new stuff, and maybe that new stuff will lead to attracting new viewers. Who knows? But right now, this is just a sad day, and, I, you know, I feel bad for everybody, and I'm just sick of everybody on Twitter that's all of a sudden, uh, just because they read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, they're, you know, Jim fucking Kramer, or, you know what I mean, <laughs> or Warren Buffett, <laughs> or, you know, some financial analyst all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> You're right. 
You're right. Tony, did you have any uh, major thoughts or any takeaways from the bigger names? I think the biggest trickle-down will be <clears throat> the even smaller promotions, right? Your local promotions where they may be big in your area, but even those. Like, I'm not talking the tiny promotions. I'm talking the ones that are maybe step and a half, two steps below the MLWs and NWAs. Those promotions are going to have a real hard time maintaining. Uh, they, they, they don't have contracts with their talent. They don't have contracts with whatever they do distribution-wise as far as media goes. Uh, they just have a bunch of people sitting around right now that can't go out and do their craft, and it's really tough. I know <clears throat> even talk about people from like MLW, AJ Kirsch, who's been doing a whole bunch of crazy things. He's got a, a Zoom cast coming up on the art of the promo. 20 bucks, you can sit in on a Zoom class. You know, stuff like that. These guys are just trying to <laughs> do different things to give people some kind of entertainment or content or something meaningful and, and make a buck in return on the side. So, you know, we've talked about going ahead and visiting restaurants and spending the money. A lot of you got your stimulus checks this morning as, as we record uh, on Wednesday. Um you know, if you can even spare 50 bucks to go down the street to get yourself uh, a couple burgers and a couple malts from the local, you know, burger shop, do it. Because that's just going to make those people's lives that much easier as they get through this time. Man. I 110% agree, man. I couldn't have said it better because, uh, you know, I'm a can. Uh, would y'all say that I'm Chairshot's resident conspiracy theorist. And, you know, there is a little bit of truth to that. But this situation right now, I've been preparing for something like this to happen within, you know, for the past few years. So I'm blessed and I'm fortunate to be to find myself in a favorable position as compared to most. But the back end of this is where it's really going to get scary, man. So, yes, if you do have a couple of extra dollars to spare, man, spit it at your your favorite local malt shop, as PC said, because (laughs) apparently... Wisconsin still in the happy days era or oh, you know buy you a pizza from the mom pop shop or hey, he lives in Pleasantville local. Wisconsin relax it's black and white where he is that's why it's always dark behind him <laughs> but seriously though support your your favorite indie wrestler if you're able to or your your favorite local restaurant or whatever the case may be man we all we got is each other now folks so we gotta start looking out for each other you see the good men don't give a shit about you. And if Sleepy Joe get in there, it's going to be more of the same. So it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter who's in there. All right? Yeah. They don't give a shit about you. You should see that now. All we got is each other, man. So we got to start putting them petty differences aside and this petty bullshit, man, that divides us and keeps us separate because we literally all we got. CMB, baby, we all we got. The black listener will get that last reference. Let's go to the next question. Just, just. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. Let's get into wrestling storylines wrestling topics wrestling wrestling um wwe has been deemed an essential business i suppose that's what, 
that's, that's <laughs> more pay, pay. <laughs> that's more corona talk and and less wrestling talk but that being said let's move forward and talk about how they're going to be broadcasting live and they're working towards the money in the bank let's talk wwe storylines wwe's going live balls dude why why would they go live? Why wouldn't they just film it and have time to edit it and time to work things down? WrestleMania was received fairly well. Nobody's probably going to write it in as like their favorite WrestleMania ever. But when you have time to like make sure promos are on point, edit the match or film the match from the right spot so you can miss a couple misses, so you can film around a few missed spots or something like that, why do you have to do live? We're at that point right now where I think anybody's just happy for new content. It doesn't have to be new live content. So I don't I'm not necessarily mad at the essential thing because it I guess in a sense it's good to have an escape for people that want to have some kind of sports escape, something like that. I mean, there's probably a bunch of fans of, you know, NHL, NBA that wish they could figure out a way to make that essential so they could watch, you know, a game at least once a week or something like that. So I'm I'm not upset with WWE at working their way into being able to run. It just makes no sense on why the hell it has to be live. Platt, do you know why that they're trying to do these live more more than any other reason? Am I stepping on your toes here, or, or can I throw this out there real quick? We probably about to say the same thing, man. But please go right ahead. No, go ahead. I'll jump in if so, it's different. So, okay, cool. So uh, on this past Monday on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox, which you can catch every Monday on Facebook and YouTube Live, I spoke about how the only thing that the, the only way that this makes any logical sense to me is if Vince is scared. And again, I, I don't purport to be any sort of expert about TV rights deals and how you know the inner workings of those. But the only way that this makes any type of logical sense to me is that Vince is scared because he's just lost a lot a shit ton of money the past month. And he's scared that perhaps if he doesn't feel, fulfill his obligations to put on live content, that his partners in this, a.k.a. NBC Universal and Fox, that might give them some sort of loophole to maybe either back out of this deal, those TV rights deals, or possibly renegotiate them. That's the only thing that makes logical sense to me. And then, of course, after I said that, and then, you know, I hear the Meltzers and everybody else jumping on that and saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, once again, me being ahead of the curve and won't get any credit for it. But, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Optically, it's a horrible look. You know, it, it's a horrible look. I mean, if you got the talent there and they're willing to come there, why not take five, six shows consecutively? That way you, you keep fewer people there. It's less of a risk. And you don't have to worry about the travel of the talent going back and forth, which ups their risk. And what the hell is Jerry Lawler doing there, too? But maybe we'll get to him momentarily. But, PC, what were you going to say? <laughs> That's a great point. <clears throat> do you want to... Do, do, did you ever watch Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I loved that as a kid. Of course. Yeah. And then in the background, the random guys, you jump in with me, guys, if you can. You go... And then they get to the word on the street, right? So here's the word on the street is that. Yeah. Structured... I like your Rockapella. That was great, Tony. I appreciate you coming up with Rockapella. <laughs> <clears throat> Vince McMahon in his deals with USA or Fox is allowed three tape shows a year. And there's 
possible financial penalty on top of that. So that's what the word on the street I've heard is why he was trying to go back to live shows because not only the XFL folded, right? But now WWE ain't making all that money. So further financial penalties are not really what Vince is looking for. Andrew, could you explain to me how that's any different than what I just said? Like verbatim. I'm giving you specifics of the three date deal, which is still good. It added more specificity. And specificity. And Rockapella. And Rockapella. And Rockapella, yeah. I mean, you you can't be mad at a Carmen Sandiego or a Rockapella reference. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Ow! And hell, his old ass don't need to be out there all willy-nilly like that either. Isn't he in the, uh, what do they call it, the, the target group, the target demographic for this thing? Are we talking McMahon or are we talking Lawler still? Are we talking about a guy yes. who thinks you're weak if you sneeze? <laughs> yes. A guy who thinks you're weak if you sneeze is scared of the coronavirus. I didn't say scared. I just said he might want to sit his old ass down somewhere and be a little more cautious. And before you ask balls, scared. yes. Ah, that, that, coronavirus. That, that, That's such good shit, pal. Vince's <laughs> is going to be his downfall, I suppose, is what we're going to just chalk this up to. I don't drink. How can I catch coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it sucks, man, because I, I get where he's coming from. He's probably scared to catch it. Because he's like, yeah, you're from Mexico. You have to wear the mask. I don't care if you lost it in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes so much sense. That's amazing, Tuddy. You hit the well, fucking fantastic. We uncovered the whole thing. Oh, it my took God. You, it took you 37 minutes, 37 and a half minutes to figure out why I played that opening song. Good for you. <laughs> I thought you just like the Fugees. I do love. I I don't like the Fugees, by the way. I do not like the Fugees. I fucking Whoa. love. Oh, I oh, fucking okay. love. Yeah, I fucking love the Fugees. Oh, I love okay. the Fugees. Let's go back to. Oh man, oh, I, Lauren Hill. Mm. I, I remember Dave Chappelle had the block party. I think it was in Brooklyn. I can't remember for sure. But Lauren Hill came on it. Was it Lauren Hill? Yeah, and Erica Badu. It was excellent. Those two can fucking belt it out. But they have, they have the song "The Mask." I have to wear a fucking mask at work now, so that's where that came from. So there you go. Oh, that, that's fair. But I, I just love how we uncovered the whole point. Now soon, Andrade is going to go back to the mask too, and then you know you're going to see Umberto back in the Ultimo Ninja mask. It's going to be it's going to be great. It's fantastic. Rey Mysterio. That's why, you know, he's never going to lose the mask again. <laughs> well, you wore the mask Yo, to work. Man, you wore the scene Tara mask to work. He did. I, I, I told you I was going to. It was funny. It everybody. That was the best part. <sighs> I enjoyed it. It was fun. You know, he always talks about that wrestling. I guess he really is a fan. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My, my Are you a wrestler? they handed out all of this stuff when I was working from home the one day. So I'm like, I thought it was the new rule. I had to wear a mask <laughs> and it worked. It got over well enough. Cause I, I work in the same office as like the CFO and the CEO. So they didn't say anything negative. So, Hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, the problem is you seem very smug. Like you're not the type that, you know, conducts idle chit chat at work. And that seems like a conversation piece. 
I don't mind. I see. It depends on who I'm around. See, I, I don't mind idle chit chat if I don't hate you. That that that's where that's at with it. <laughs> I.e., you'll talk to the office hot chick in the cubicle two doors down from you. That's what you're saying. Yes, I he's mean, a man. Yeah. 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 Who would? All right, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, there's that's probably fair. people that you don't want Amber to know you talk to at work, also. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly my point. That's why it's glad you're working from home. (laughs) I have the utmost respect in my personal life and my business life, and they do not cross. We don't cross-pollinate, okay? When I go into the office, it's strictly business and nothing else. Yeah, you're just naturally flirtatious because they get they get that vibe off of Chris. They're like, "Ooh, okay, how how are you?" And then it's not your fault. You just got that soulful, smooth MVP kind of delivery. No, it's not my fault. I'm a charming motherfucker. It's not. I no. can't help that. Blame my parents. But then no, no one's gonna know when you're turning it off, and that's what's gonna get you the fucking trouble. You got to do your DPP white guy impression more often, and just be like, oh, "Hi, my name's Chris, and uh, well, welcome." <laughs> no one's gonna wanna fuck me. <laughs> you know what's funny, little balls? You literally hit the nail on the head. That has gotten me in trouble before. Because I, 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 and I swear to God, there's been times like I'm not being flirty or anything like that. I'm just being me, and yeah. So, yeah, you spot on, spot on, spot on. See, there we go. Dear world, is it my fault that I get in trouble for being me? Sincerely, Christopher (laughs) Platt. (laughs) A memoir of Christopher Platt. (laughs) Deep Thoughts by Mr. Velvet Pipes. (laughs) Yo, WWE talent, if you're listening to me, which you're probably not, if you were ever going to unionize, <laughs> now is the time. You oh. got to stand up. Get out of here. They won't. They won't, but they should. They won't. I Vince, Vince will have Shark Boy versus Marco Stunt if you fucking challenge him. Dude, he'll have Shark Boy versus Lava Girl if you challenge him. That's how fucking deep he'll go. And he'll put that shit over. It'll be the best WrestleMania main event ever. <laughs> He'll get real lava and real salt water for that jerk thing. <laughs> and have George Lopez as the special and George Lopez as the special guest referee. Yeah, but you just see his giant head. That's all it is. You don't even know how he's counting. Man, I, had to I wish I wish that quip was shorter because it would have been a good title. Okay, cool. Um, anything else? Not really. I mean, we gotta, we gotta, well, we gotta shit on AEW as well, man, because they're they're going back to live shows, also, aren't they? No, they're taping, but they're getting ready to do their uh, their pay per view. So we gotta shit on them a little bit as well. That's only fair. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You want to do all that? Right. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much shit all over WWE storylines since we just talked about whatever the fuck we wanted. So. We'll get into that. Money in the bank's far away. That's coming up. I don't know. I'm burnt out of these. I'm burnt out on these uh, these empty arena shows, man. I really am. And it's not that the shows have even been that terrible. Raw wasn't bad, man. It had some good matches, some good promos. Drew McIntyre's really coming into his own as the champ. He wears it very well, but I just don't care. 
You know, right. my problem I've noticed is that Raw, I can't even turn on, honestly, because I, I can't imagine sitting through three hours of an empty arena show. AEW sprinkles in a little bit of guest commentary with, like, Jericho and something like that. That's fucking awesome. And the little bit of crowd with the, the rest of the locker room, that's cute. And NXT's obviously more palatable because it's usually pretty good wrestling, and it's just easy to take in in a two-hour, like, snippet, whatever you want to call it. But uh, three hours, I just, every Monday I look at it at o'clock and go, I'm going to play a video game. I don't really you, fucking want to watch that thing. <laughs> did you guys consume in some form or fashion the content that Raw provided this Monday? I did not. Yeah, I did. I, I told you, well, like, the matches weren't bad, the promos weren't bad, I just don't care. I think the biggest thing, though, is that I like the fact that they're trying to get over Zelina Vega and Andrade and uh, Garza and Theory. I mean, that's an actual stable led by a female manager, and it's been a long time since we've had one like that. Touche, touche. I've, I've got to imagine that's Heyman's influence, seeing as how he's one of the best managers to ever do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I like the idea of managers, especially for some melon farmers that can't talk. Why not? That's the what only thing I want to make sure they stop doing is stop putting Zelina in the ring. Bitch cannot wrestle. She hasn't been able to wrestle since she was Rosita in TNA. Fucking stop it. Like, she's a fantastic manager. Don't get me wrong. I love the 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 fucking business partner, like, mouthpiece, bitchy kind of, like, domineering female personality. And she'll, she'll get, like, a Hurricane Rana in once in a while. That's awesome. But she can't fucking wrestle. Stop putting her in a match. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can give with that. I, I like the the interference with her Karanas and stuff like that. And if you have an opposing female on the opposite side, it's a good heat spot to have her go, you know, knock on her ass or slam her or something yeah. like that. But yeah, as far as wrestling or the occasional mixed tag just to fill some TV time or something like that. But like yeah. her and Bianca was good before they tried to turn that into a match. She made Bianca look bad. And that's fucking hard to do. Like, I, w- I was always kind of fighting with you a little bit that I didn't think Bianca was ready yet for a title shot because she was so young and so new. But you never heard me say she was a pile of shit, now did you? <laughs> no, touche. <laughs> like, she- she's fucking good at what she does. She knows her character. She's athletic as shit. She's great looking. Everything. But, oh, my God, watching her with Zelina was fucking painful two weeks ago. So let's let's never do that again and just say we did. Sonny, do you have anything else to add uh, WWE-related? I know we're going to come back to the E later on in the program, but is there anything of importance or pertinence that we missed? No, I was ready to move on. I just wanted you guys' thoughts on on the um, Zelina Vega Boys kind of thing there. Zelina Vega Cool. Like the so, Vega bus, the well, Vega bus is coming. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. I'll just I'll just wrap it like this. DP kind of messaged me on the side or somewhere that that uh, I think he had it out there on Twitter. The it needs to be Zelina Vega's boys, and I believe Steve Cook wrote an article for thechairshot.com. So head on over there and check that out. And let's head on over to topic number three. Hey 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 hey! Shout out to uh, Selena de la Renta. Shout out to oh, Selena De La Venta. Yes. This was the blueprint. Yeah, that's the blueprint. The bad bitch in charge. Yeah, running shit. That's the blueprint. I, th- I think they kind of worked parallel to one another. But 
I still like Selena's version a little better because she pulls off bitchy a lot better than Selena does. But fuck, they're both good at what they do. I can't really split hairs. Yes, yes. Now, the war. <laughs> And those are the cool cool guys, folks. That's why wrestling's in the shitter. Those are the cool guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I switched over after AEW and saw what the main event was for NXT, and AEW definitely had the main event tonight, and it was Jake Hager versus John Moxley for the AEW World Title, which I thought was very entertaining. I enjoyed it, even though I didn't enjoy the fact that Moxley picked the same basically color you know, John Cena outfit as Hager picked for his trunks as well. White guys in camouflage mean business. What can you say? Yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit too, Tony. I didn't, yeah, come on, man. You you didn't bring any other pants with you? You But I mean, the match was good. You thought that was the match? You thought that was the main event over Timothy Thatcher's debut and a nice technical tag match? You wanted Moxley, who's about as technical as a grilled cheese fucking sandwich, Matt wrestling with fucking Jake Hager for the first 10 minutes, then you go to commercial, you fell asleep, you're halfway in a coma, and then hopefully you flip the damn switch, and then you could watch something that actually resembled real wrestling instead of what the fuck they were both huffing and puffing 15 minutes in. That was that was fucking terrible way to end the show. Well, folks, I'm definitely looking forward to Andrew Belaz's <laughs> top five matches of the week. It's not going to involve Hager versus Moxley. It'll be uh, some uh, Asian wrestler that we never heard of versus Listen, Tokyo 3K, the legend. My match oh, of the week. My match, legend, yeah. my match of the week was on Monday. All right, fuck off. Which one? Uh, Alistair and Oni. Uh yeah, I, I think the two fat chicks fighting over the last pork fucking chop was more fucking entertaining at the supermarket than fucking Hager versus Moxley. Jesus Christ. I've seen toilet paper brawls better than that. You, you, you mute his mic, please. Mute, mute his <laughs> mic. That's funny, by the way. I just caught that. That's funny as shit. I've seen toilet paper brawls uh, better than that. That's good. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my moments of time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give the non-salty, uh, you know, assessment of what happened tonight with AEW. It was a fun match, man. I mean, it damn near made me forget that I was just watching Jack Swagger versus Dean Ambrose. I thought it was well played. They've done a good job the past couple of weeks hyping up the the match, making um Jake Hager seem like a big deal. You can't tell me you didn't pop for the uh, b- what is it? The, not the boot, the, the bubbly, bubbly brunch. You can't tell me you didn't pop for that. The best part there was Sammy Guevara going, "What the fuck? They think I'm a fake Spanish guy? Watch this! I'm a kind of cinco, <laughs> uno, dos, tres, cinco, 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 cinco. Yeah, Spanish God! It's like what the fuck? And then Jericho okay, can't pour drinks. Shit! What the fuck? My, that yeah, that was weird. I guess because he was drunk. I guess that's what they were playing up. That's why he couldn't pour yeah, the orange yeah, juice yeah. right. 
my favorite part was I think it was Ortiz. He had the beard or the uh, the pick in his beard because I do that from time to time as well. Correct. So that that yeah. personally popped me. Yeah. Oh, you didn't think that it was awesome that he had like his stuffed animals like watching him, like the Grinch and whatever the fuck that was on the other couch. <laughs> like, yeah, go. <laughs> Even Hector was okay during Bubbly Brunch when he told the kids like earmuffs, and then yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of John Moxley." It's like, all right, that was that was funny, and Hager's got the charisma of a dead mule. So, all right, that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I can't do NXT, man. I think NXT, for me personally, is the product that has been most affected by the lack of a crowd because the crowd is such an intricate part to the whole NXT experience. No crowd, it's just, it's like they're practicing. You know what I mean? And they just happen to be filming the practice and the scrimmage. That's what it feels like to me. I can't argue with you there because I I see it. I don't disagree with you. But again, as I usually say, I'm used to watching Japanese wrestling, which the fans are, depending on the size of the promotion, sometimes they're sparse and they're always quiet. So it's like there's none there anyway. So I'm used to a quieter situation where I can just take the wrestling in. And I thought NXT had some fun matches like Tegan Knox versus uh, Sonya Deville's Mexican sister. That had a nice twist with Shotzi Blackheart. No, it wasn't a great match. Sh- Fucking Raquel Gonzalez can't wrestle to save her fucking life. That was terrible. I felt bad for Tegan Knox throughout that entire match. But then you got Shotzi teaming up with Tegan. So that's nice. Because Tegan is the finest thing to come out of Wales since Sean Connery. Because I can't even think of anything else that was decent to come out of Wales. uh, (laughs) So so how long have you been attracted to Sean Connery? Let's talk about that. That voice, man. You, You don't love that voice. Yo, man, that's that's James Bond, man. I'm, I'm not about right. to shit on Sean Connery at all. There will right. be no Sean Connery slander on these airwaves, sir. Shit, even Darby O'Gill and the Little People, that shit is my jam right there. Like I'll she's take my the dear, my penis mightier for 500, Alex. Yes, or yeah, or the rapist. I mean, therapist, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. But now the the main event was the only thing that I loved with NXT because that was a great way to debut Thatcher and then even the little segment with Champa afterwards and then yeah, you who, debuted. Was, who was that that attacked him by the Killer way? Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. Oh, I knew he looked familiar. I kept saying I know this fucking guy. Who is he? So you nice. had two big debuts in the last twenty minutes with Thatcher looked like a fucking technical monster, which he is, and. Technically, he's now tag team champions because I'm assuming that's how that's going to work since he had to fill in for Dunn. And Cross debuts by beating the shit out of Ciampa. That's going to be great. And then you you saw the stripper boot, so you know he's already paired with Scarlet, so that's fantastic. So that's going to be money. Thatcher is money. Yeah, okay, maybe the first hour of the show was a little hit or miss, and AEW did beat it there because Jericho and Shivani were fantastic. I love those two going back and forth, especially oh, with the, the Skivone and just making shit up. It was Say it, it right. was Skivoni? Yeah, it's Jericho Sh- and Skyvon. Skyvon? Skivoni? Skyvon. Who, who's it? Pineapple Pete? Shug Knight? Shug oh, D? Shug whatever? It's like, oh my god. I just like and then yeah, it's I don't even know what the fuck was going on at some point, but it was it was fun to watch. However, I guess the only part I didn't like the beginning parts of AEW was why did you give Colt Cabana so much time against Lance Archer? I, I get you're supposed to make Archer look like a monster, and Cabana does have a little bit of legitimacy, 
but most of us know him kind of as a goofy, jokey guy. So why did that match go 15, 20 minutes? I, because I enjoy- they got to put on two hours worth of programming, man. I enjoyed okay, that, that match, actually. Why not? And that gets Archer over, I think. Is it is a win over Cabana? No. Yeah, for all the people. No, 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 no. But listen, AEW is a AEW is a company that is very smart centric in their Correct. fandom. Okay, so yeah. so oh, Lance Archer came in, but he just has these real short matches and he can't do anything. So now he has a match in a longer match, and it's against Cole Cabana. And Cole Cabana is very formidable. Two fifty, two sixty. He's held world championships. He's been to the E. I mean, I think okay. this totally helps or, Lance Archer's stock. In he's the, been to the, the E for like five minutes. He five he high five my mannequin arm in Milwaukee at a BCW the inverse show. of that though is if they're smarks, then they know about Lance Archer and Noah and New Japan when he was the motherfucker that everybody dies and killed everybody and had a great run in the G one and. Everybody loved him for that, and then the U.S. title. I, I'm so, not going to lie. No, I'm man. already, I'm already slightly throwing up in my mouth, considering I tried to think like a smart. So go ahead, just, just finish. No, I'm just not. No, I agree not necessarily with wrong in your way of thinking, but the other smart would already know Archer's breadth of work. So Cabana being mostly jokey and Archer being the murderer, you would think that would have been a five to ten minute match at most. And yeah, then he would have finished Superman to get fucked. Yeah, but but when yeah, Kip Sabian beats right. Dustin Rhodes in the next round and he beats him in two minutes, then you at least have one match out of the three that he went more than five fucking right. minutes. You think Kip oh, Sabian's okay. gonna beat Dustin Rhodes? You think Dustin Rhodes is gonna come out and get jobbed off by fucking You know why? Sabian I think tonight was the first time I've seen Sabian win on Dynamite in like three months. Usually he gets his wins on dark. And I'm sorry. I don't get to argue AEW with. I don't. I don't podcast with anybody else that watches AEW. Platt. I'm oh, sorry. When we got to AEW, oh, I got to argue a little. No. Uh, did did, did uh, Sabian? Did, didn't Sabian uh, beat the black guy that lost to a uh, Sammy Guevara tonight? Which that's like the pineapple theme of that's like wrestling 101. Whenever you try to get somebody over, you just let them beat the black guy. God damn Jericho shit. said that I'm pineapple that Pete shit. was from Sheboygan. Fuck. That's in Wisconsin. I'll give a he fuck was, where he's from. Uh, he's a brother that got jobbed out. He, he was a brother from the UK though, so that's why because he, he's not American brother. That's so Platt shouldn't be. Pay- <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even gonna finish that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, say it, Tony. Say it. I don't wanna. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because it's just the UK brothers that get jobbed out. Come on, man. Well, who's the brother last week that got jobbed out to fucking um oh shit, what was his name? And as soon as he came out, I knew he was gonna lose. What was his name? I don't remember, man. It doesn't matter, man. There was a brother last week that got jobbed out too. Shit. I mean, it might and have been the same week. person. I d I mean might have been him, yes. I forgot what I wanted to say about WWE. Why is Bobby Lashley wearing the full pants now? Wow! You just put the correlation together because he's talking about brothers, and you thought of the other brother. Yeah, yeah, that's racist. Yep. Is that you? When we talk about noodles, I think about spaghetti. When we talk about Tony the Tiger, I think about Frosted Flakes. That's kind of what happens with your brain. Glad when we talk about noodles, you don't think of like Shinsuke Nakamura. No, 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 Oh, yeah, Platt, no, you gotta do it. No, it'll be no, fun. No, no, for the whole family. See, you can't even find it. So, anywho, I will. 
Anywho, yes, this was an entertaining episode of AEW. The only thing that I liked about NXT was the confrontation with Dream and Finn Bauer. That was cool, and I, I don't even know how good that match is going to be without a crowd because so I, I don't know, man. I'm just not into NXT with no crowd. It's I mean, just Dream's like, going to make it fun because he's fucking fun to watch. Yeah, but it's just yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like Dream is one of the ones you can say is legitimately fun to watch, so you're not necessarily paying attention to the crowd's reaction. So I, I think the Dream match will be fine. And maybe you're right. NXT just seems so much like a junior varsity scrimmage without a crowd. That's a fair point, especially when Roddy Strong does his little fucking boom, and you can hear him saying his his weak little baby voice. Yeah. Boom! It's like oh, just God me and Roddy. That's it. And Roddy can't even hear. You know. Hey, do you guys know? Do you guys know it? You, it should have been tax day today, but do you know what day it actually is? Trump day. I'm officially canceled now. I might as well go for it. That's fantastic. But anyway, getting back to your question, Tony. Yeah, I kind of like him better in pants, though. I think it works better for him. It gives him more of an imposing kind of look, and you kind of realize just adequate. <laughs> make, makes him look less inadequate. Is that no, what you said? Less inadequate. <laughs> no, honestly, because. I don't, he looks more hulking because it puts more focus on his upper body, and he was always a little more top heavy than Mr. Leg Day. So I think it actually makes him look scarier. Hey, man, if I was built like Bobby Lashley, I would never wear pants. I'd be in the grocery store in my trunks and, and wrestling boots. Like, yeah, clean up in aisle five. Fuck it. You even be with your trunks. You just have your junk hanging out, being like, yeah, fight me. That's you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that, man. I, I'm not for public consumption of my nuts. I, I wouldn't do that. But what if it was an OnlyFans thing? We can bring that back. What if What if that got you some subs and some money? Yo, man, if y'all are willing to pay, at me, at the real C Platt on Twitter. <laughs> we this thing happen, Captain. I'm telling you. Now, see, that should be the title of the show. If y'all are willing to pay, at me. There we go. That That's a good one. <laughs> No, it was it came just before that. Potted war. I'm not for public consumption of my Giggity. nuts. It came just before that. Nice. <laughs> Potted war. It came before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So we are now officially off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. But dude, why are we already... on the rails? Yeah, yeah. If you listen, you know it, we get here officially. All right, we're like Kenny. a train on the water and a boat on the tracks. That's how this show goes. Kenny, get us back on the rails. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. <laughs> Did you pick Kenny? Because he's 
I'm not going to lie, Balls. I, I, I really like the theme that they chose for Rebellion, um, but it is Impact, so you talk about it. Wow. Yeah, okay, so fine. Whatever. I'll do my job. I'll okay. do my job. You I'll do, do it. my job. Do it. Okay. Uh, it's strange times enough. PC Tony's actually going <laughs> to do his job on an Impact topic. They've decided to do a two-night, two-week event, much like WrestleMania was two nights. The main event for the first night looks like it's going to be Ken Shamrock versus Sammy Callahan. And the likely main event uh, for the second night to wrap up the two-week, two-night pay-per-view, if you will, or special, as we like to call them, uh, looks in to be Eddie Edwards, Michael Elgin, and Tessa Blanchard. Balls, you talk about it. I mean, Impact has been some of the best best tv on tv you know like the, the wrestling as much as we talk about the whole empty arena thing impact is, has definitely benefited from the fact that they decide to film like three months ahead so their show still has people in it up until you know the go home show and it comes off well the show's been good there's been great matches and you know there's one person i know you'll want to talk about so let, let's focus on this kylie ray it's her debut as an official TNA knock impact knockout against Kira Hogan. So are you, are you a little bit excited about that? Cause I know you said you're a big fan of Kylie herself. Good old smiley Kylie, smiley Kylie. So uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about that? I, I enjoy Kylie much. So you think that's going to be a fun match? You you going to give it any kind of attention beyond like snippets on impact on Twitter or no? I got to tell you, this is impact. You talk about it. Hey, that's fine. I wasn't sure how much of a fan of hers you were. Cause I know you liked her. We talked about it last week. So I, I just threw it out there to see if you were that interested that you'd give at least Kylie the benefit of a doubt. No impact still smelly. It still stinks like TNA. Okay. That's fine. All right, so, Platt, I know you catch it once in a while. Sammy's got that whole new, not new, because it's the, that, what what the hell was he called in in, uh, in NXT? Solomon Crow or something like that, yeah, and it was yeah, the hacker think, gimmick. Yeah. So, yeah. so, they brought that back, the ICU, the hacker thing, and there there's some fun gimmick to it, where the lights go out, he can disappear, he comes back, so it's this weird magic powers hacker people with these television faces and all this other stuff. And he did the flash paper fireball on Ken Shamrock to piss him off to set this match up. So does it, does this get you moist at all? Since Callahan is at least talented enough to be able to wrestle different kinds of styles and Shamrock for being like 55 is still pretty, pretty yoked and pretty fucking scary looking for a grandpa. So it could be something. Well, number one, you know, OVA, I, I popped hard for that for obvious reasons. You know, O-H-I-O in the house, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, OVA. And, I'm, 
And, I mean, it should actually be a pretty good match because Shamrock can still go for what it's worth. And Callahan is brutal, so it, it's going to be brutal. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. And, I mean, as far as the two-night thing, well, what the hell else are they going to do? Why not? Might as well try something, shit. You know, they were her... I really thought that the Tessa title reign was going to have more of an impact, pun intended, than it actually did. Didn't hurt with all the controversy that came out literally 24 hours before she got the win, but yeah, it really hasn't hit as I, as I thought it would. Now, her entire Taya had a really good match. What was that, Balls, about a month ago now? Yeah, it was like three weeks or a month, something like that. Yeah, that was a really fun match. I enjoyed that a lot, but um, yeah, they got to try something. So what the hell, why not? And there is a lot of fun young talent on that roster. Chris Bay is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Willie Mack. There's a lot of fun guys on there. Uh, Trey Miguel, I like him a lot as well. Like, there's a lot of fun talent on Impact that we're going to be seeing for years to come. No, I, I agree with you completely. They even brought the suicide gimmick back, which is great because it's going to be Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, suicide and Rohit Raju in a four-way match, I guess, for, like, number one contender in the X Division for whoever wins between Willie Mack and Ace Austin. Ace Austin's fun. You Like, his gimmick is pretty pretty cheeky, too, since he likes to call himself the triple X Division champion, and he was the one that was trying to bang Eddie Edwards' wife and then bang Trey Miguel's mom, and he thinks he's, like, a porn star or some, some cool-ass motherfucker. I think the best thing that happened for, Ty, uh, for Tessa was the fact that all this other shit happened. Nobody's talked about that whole, you know, uh, shit that popped up 24 hours before her, her title reign started. And well, you've kind of just if, been able to accept it as another reign. If you ever listen to this show, I'll tell you, I told you exactly what was going to happen, which is exactly what happened. Some other shit would happen and it would fade to the wayside eventually, except for a, a few people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, well, I, 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 you know... You should listen so sometime. That that was that was me kind of giving you show. your flowers without having to say you were. R- r- you were, Tony. You say it. No, it's a fun Fuck show. You should it. listen sometime. <laughs> How many times do you want me to listen to this goddamn show? I have to listen to it at least three times. Yeah. Okay. So you made your point, and it just so happened it took a pandemic to take the attention away from Tessa. But shit, we've been able to just kind of accept her as whoever the world champion happens to be, and it's not no. I don't. Ex- no, I'm not. Up. I'm not. I don't like it. I, you can't. Make Why? Me like you it. still don't Good like girl. it? No, I don't. I don't. That's. Why don't everybody run together at the Olympics then? Bruh, it's impact. They had to do something to, again, pun intended, make an impact. They had to Plus, try some different. The, the Olympics. Thanks for thanks for checkmating your guys' conversation no, no, no. with me, and uh, I won. Cool. The, the Olympics aren't scripted. Like, honestly, you you can have Rey Mysterio beat the big show. You can have Ty, you can have Tessa beat somebody who's two inches taller than her, because that's a little no, more believable. I'm not doing than, this. You know, no. No, no. Okay. No, no. Hey, you're the one that no, wanted to. I'm no. just saying it, it, yeah, it's not I, the same thing exactly. No, I fucked up. I fucked up. Wow. So my, wow. Bad. my bad. Wow. Just, my bad. My wow. bad. I'm just saying, man, it's not like I shouldn't it's have funny. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't even have jumped in. I, I apologize. You were the PC no, one. Wow. That's my bad. I fucked up. Wow. It, yo, it's not like it's Alexa Bliss versus Braun Strowman. I mean, no. you'd have to tune no. into the OnlyFans no. for that one. I mean, I was I'm, no, say, I'm, I'm no longer engaging what? in this conversation. 
Okay. Well, let me ask you a question, man. You said you listened to the show at least three times. How many times do you have to listen until it gets good? Four. Depends on the week. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yes, uh, our Mr. Moderator, a little inside baseball, was not a fan. Oh, last man, week here show. we go. I've been I waiting for this. Look at an hour and 11 minutes and 35 seconds. Hey. I got I mean, a little slurry at the end. That's fair. But other than that, that's not your fault. That's my fault. I got to I mean, moderate better. My reaction, too, because as soon as he's just like, yeah, what do you want the title to be? I'm like, wait, I thought this sucked last week. What the fuck's going on here, moderator? <laughs> Boy, once again, Impact getting the proper respect as we ground out topic number four here. Booyah. Come on, man. We watching a bunch of empty arena wrestling, man. What the hell? There's only so much. Oh yeah, that match is good. The crowd no. went wild. Okay, That's fine. Good. It's it's pandemic times. I'll be I'll I'll kick the kayfabe for five seconds. Impact has a decent product. Two, one. You talk. No, that that's fine. And I know you're just burned because everybody's burned from the TNA days when they kind of let us on and then fucked everything up royally. It somehow still didn't die. So if anything, TNA has taught us that the wrestling, like Charlie Sheen's career. The, but TNA has taught us TNA that the wrestling, runs on tiger blood. <laughs> they're winning. <laughs> that the wrestling industry is at least resilient. And if TNA hasn't died in the last 17 years, I think we'll make it through this pandemic. But how we are on the outside is totally different. But, you know, TNA has proven that there, there's a little bit of resiliency in this this sport, this hobby, this whatever we want to call it that we so much enjoy. So there we go. We, we all owe TNA a big thank you for being the cockroach that just wouldn't fucking die. <laughs> Fair enough. Number one, it's it's impact. Yes, but it was TNA that started dying. That's my point. That's why I kept calling it TNA. I know it's impact now, but okay. So you're you you would back in the day uh, kept calling Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay, huh? That's that's how you get down. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's favorite dinner for three would be him, Cassius Clay, and Lou Alcindor. Let's get the top let's get to the last topic. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, topic number five, we're going to kick it right here and talk a little bit about Ronda Rousey, I don't know, coming out, you know, talking bad about the business once again, pissing off a lot of people, 
Jim Cornette, CM Punk were two of the major players that chimed in about it. CM Punk, I don't know whether he was appreciative of what she said, but he basically boiled it down to y'all are biting because it's probably a work and at least she's staying relevant. So, you know, he's not a huge fan, but at the same time, it's keeping people thinking about her. Whereas Jim Cornette basically played his whole side, whether he believes it or not. The fact that she's a douchebag, he said, and uh, his asshole bleeds for her that he, she had to work 200 nights a year. Christopher Platt. <laughs> work from work from there. Where the, where the hell do I go after that lead in, man? You're welcome. Ooh, well, tell I us mean, what your asshole bleeds for. How about that one? Is it 200 years or less? That, that was a quote. Have, that was the literalist quote out of all of that. Yeah, they make yeah. donuts for that, and I don't mean the edible type. Yeah, that was that was uh, that that hit a little too close to home for me. So uh, the whole bleeding asshole conversation. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I know I'm really sitting on cement, but um, <laughs> extra soft toilet paper. Cold, yes. c- cold cement's not good for that. No, it's, it's not. not. You know how I got them? I got them. I would um. This was before, you know, phones were really a thing. I mean, we had phones, but they Wait, weren't attached to our Wait, how did you get hemorrhoids over the phone? Did you text? Jesus Yeah, that. Did they you send them by Netflix before they decided to do the whole Where thing? was the pocket on the back of your jeans? Jesus <laughs> Christ. I he got them. Cancer gave him hemorrhoids. <laughs> that 5G is a motherfucker, man. They keep trying to tell y'all. <laughs> Anywho, Ronda Rousey. So, uh, for those of you that didn't hear uh, last week, Ronda Rousey went on Steve O's podcast and made some disparaging remarks in regards to wrestling. Uh, she complained about the travel and the grind. She complained about the shitty fans, and uh, predictably so, a lot of uh, wrestling types didn't take too kindly to that. I'm with Punk on this one, and the. Weird thing about this weird industry that we all love, even no matter how shitty it is, everything's a work. Because even if it's a shoot, it gets worked into the work. So it's a work. While I have no doubts that she probably truly in her heart of hearts feels that way, she's still working. Plus, she cut her teeth in UFC. And UFC has taken the pro wrestling model and, you know, flipped it on its ears and, and has done it tremendously. Uh, speaking of UFC, real quick, man, I just want to throw this out there. Shout out to Dana White, you know, asshole of the week, trying to rent a, a fucking private island to have fights. Like, that's literally the plot of Into May the 9th. Dragon starring May Bruce 9th. Like, May 9th. That's, that's literally it's on. Right. It's on May 9th. May 9th. It's happening. That's I want, literally I want what, all the lightweights on one side, all the heavyweights on one side, and they just have to find each other in the forest and kill each other. That's fantastic. It's I like gotta do it. Shit. I gotta do it once a show. You said Mortal Kombat. Speaking of video games, bandwagon nerds follow them at bandwagon nerds. Check them out on thechairshot.com. Wait, um, they're the bangwagon nerds now? Holy <laughs> shit! Can I get on that show? It's a bangwagon. Fucking Christ! Ding dong! I'm here for the gangbang. Uh, reviewing the top, <laughs> reviewing the top fifty video game console Gang games bangs. of all time, and yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, there you done. go. That's how I saved that one. Go ahead, Platt. 
<laughs> it sounds like fun until you get there and you find it's a bunch of Rosie O'Donnell looking chicks. So balls, pump your brakes, bro. Pump your brakes. We ain't been quarantined that long, man. Is that you, like you 72 laugh. virgins where you find out they're all kind of rough, but you know, at least you're the first, so you chalk that one up to something? I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. How much fun would 72 virgins really be? You have to teach them so much, it's probably a lot of work, and that sounds like fucking a terrible, terrible I'll take, existence. I'll take two Holy shit. I'll take two clean hoes and a six-pack. I mean, shit, they know what they're doing. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a good night right there. This is the most honest opinion you're going to get in America right now, folks. I'm telling you, that's the motherfucking truth right there. The only problem is they might not be able to come out to visit because of the whole coronavirus thing. That's <laughs> so fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll, that's fine. I'll come out for the both of us, for the three of us. So that's fine. Oh, that's nice. And th- th- that's why it's bangwagon nerds, but it has to be a gathering of less than 10. So it's an orgy of nine that's, always. <laughs> what's up with Dak Prescott, man? I, TMZ <laughs> said it was like 30 people there. No, he specified it was less than ten. Right, but did you see the pictures of the play the the spread? That was not fucking food for ten, man. It's food for nine, which is less than ten, and they just like to eat. Come on, what the you fuck? Could've, you could have fed three hundred I mean, people with the amount of food that was on a goddamn table. You never been to a black cookout? What the fuck is your problem? <sighs> you, yeah, but there's also more than nine people. Okay, so in, but hey, I mean, do you, hey, you that's not true. Hey, that's not true. Oh, you have? So then you understand they make extra food because that's a smart thing to do. I love that. I love that there's I love that there's two whitest of the whitest guys ever on this podcast (laughs) arguing about a black cookout, an African-American cookout. and, And Chris is sitting here not saying a word. Remember, I live in Trenton. I've been doing this. So I, I have a lot of experience, and it, it's fine. Like, oh, I love I love black cookouts, man. I haven't been to one in a while. I'm pretty sure this is the dream Dr. King spoke of, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Just have white people I'm reminiscing about black cookouts. That's the fucking dream right there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we're if we're categorizing cookouts by race, that's the one I'm choosing. No yeah, shit, man. All y'all make is hamburgers and hot dogs. No, I mean, I'm an exception, except there's exceptions. Come on. Okay, y'all might throw like a steak or two on the grill, but it's normally the cooks because he's the one that bought it. You're right. You're right. And black cookouts good, man. There's so much food. And then there's always someone's grandma that makes something that you have to eat because you're going to insult her if you don't fucking eat it and clean your plate. And it's just so fucking good. Oh. Damn it, now I miss cookouts. This virus has to be fucking over. Hot as war. Still a cooking show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Balls, do you have any thoughts about Ronda Rousey? Oh, it's a work. I I think my favorite thing about this whole ordeal was I think Lana responded at some point. And she kind of acted like she was all in her feelings. And all the Twitter fucking mongoloids were like Lana thinks it's real huh it's a work Lana don't you know well what what makes you think Lana's not working you pretending that she thinks it's real thus working the work and then working you idiots making you think she's stupid 
What the fuck is wrong with people? Why does everybody have to fucking think they're smarter than the other person fucking tweeting? Like, holy shit. Hey, internet wrestling community, you want to blame something else on Ronda? Today happened so they can pay her to come back. Suck on that, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. EC3 and Sarah Logan lost their job to pay Ronda Rousey. Yep, that works. They fucking wouldn't even buy her shoes. What Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? It totally makes sense. Fire twenty people to hire Ronda. Maybe <laughs> it, it probably equals their all of their salaries combined. So yeah. But the best thing to come from Black Wednesday is the fact that Heath Slater finally gets fired, which means he gets to spend two years on the Indies, get jacked, come back, become a champion. Everybody else in three man banded it. Now fucking Slater gets to do it. Fucking There's Slater. There's no 20- Indies, man. We talked about this in topic one. There ain't no Indies no more. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. It's time for a very, very important and special COVID edition of... Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Perfect time to bring this back, and here we go. And I'll answer yes or no first, and then you guys can get back to whatever we were talking about before, because I don't remember. (laughs) Will Heath Slater ever be a WWE World Heavyweight or Universal Champion? I say no. I say yes. Hell no. And that's been the return of. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. You were saying? No, he said we can go back to what we were talking about before. So it's either it's either black bookouts or the Ronda Rousey thing. Where do you want to pick up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. All right, fair, fair enough, man. I, I'll bite, man. What the hell? Uh, each of you, uh, favorite item at the black cookout? I. All right, since Sonny's giggling, I'll just go. I must say, I love the barbecue chicken because a lot of the people that I know. On the grill, though. On the grill. So, black cookouts, lots of people bring potluck, though. Have you not? At least the ones near me. I don't know about the rest of you. But there's normally a nice fucking barbecue chicken, and they always kind of accent it with some collard greens or something like that. It's fucking good. White people don't make collard greens. White people don't know what collard greens are. They're fucking good. I had a white co-worker of mine she was a, a you know an older lady I th- well not older just you know mid 40s something like that and we had gotten really cool and she literally asked me one day to give her the recipe to make collard greens she used to be married to a black guy and you know now she's made to this dude that looks like superstar billy graham nice guy by the way but <laughs> that's a nice hell of a guy. She went from, uh, what's the uh, brother on Family Guy? She went from uh, this Jerome-looking brother to Superstar Billy Graham. No, Jerome to Superstar Billy Graham. Super cool dude, though. But she she literally asked me for the recipe for collard greens. I just thought that was hysterical. But you're still contemplating. What is your favorite item at the the Black Cookout? I'm going to answer your question a little bit differently. When I was playing ball, I had the pleasure to play with... uh, wide vast majority of different people and i was 
I live in a city that is very segregated. Yeah. And Wisconsin, we know. And and there's while there are leagues where everybody plays together, there are leagues where you people really don't play together, right? And I went and played in which was known as the Black League or the African American League and went down there and you, you can could say have, black, man. It's okay. I I understand that. Um I just want to be respectful. I don't want to be wrong. I you know, know, I, you know. You, but you tried too hard. It's okay to say black. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. So it's me okay. and a bunch of you me know. and a bunch of black guys were on the softball field playing the other team, which was all black guys then. So it's funny because during the game you would get heckled and and things of that nature, but not like in a bad way. But it, you know. But afterwards, we talk shit. Yeah. Right. But afterwards, the great thing about it was everybody was family. And the funny thing was, is everybody out in the outfield behind the fences was cooking out and everything was going on and the music was going on and people were having a great time. And it was just an amazing atmosphere. It was one of my favorite places to play softball. And afterwards, you would walk around and there wasn't any more racial lines after that. You could have been whoever you were if you were there. Here, we got food. You want to eat something? Come on over. You know, relax, hang out. And, And that's the best thing about it. And it's just community, and it, it speaks to a more global effect where people can just come together and stop worrying about all this bullshit, right? I mean, everybody should realize that right now we're having problems, but after this is over, maybe this kind of teaches us a lesson where we've had time to sit and reflect on how we can be better as people and as a nation and as a, and as a global community. I hope you're right, Tony. I, you know, I don't see it happening because most people ain't shit. But yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's like I said earlier, man. We're literally all we got. You see, the government don't give a damn about none of us, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you look like. If you're not part of the crew, you're not part of the crew. And guess what? Everybody under the sound of my voice, we ain't part of the crew. George Carlin said it best. He said it's a big club, and you ain't invited. So. <laughs> So, yeah, we got to put that bullshit to the side and we have to rely on each other because we are literally all we got. And I would like to think, like as Tony put it so eloquently, that we do learn that lesson coming out of this, that we do have to depend on each other and rely on each other. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Tony put it really well. And I don't know how that's going to work after everything is said and done. Give it a couple months, people will be back on their bullshit, and nobody's going to give a fuck about, you know, if you had a job, if you still have a job, how that whole thing shook out for you, or who had a virus, or whatever. Just just like everything else we've dealt with. So, I don't know. I, I can hope they're a little smarter. I can hope we're all a little more mature with the more uh, PC-oriented culture that things have been leaning towards. But who knows? I don't have a lot of faith in humanity suddenly doing a 180, but little by little, if people listen to this and they have a different, like, change of heart, if you see the wrestling community maybe slowly have a change of heart, starts with one person, it's a domino effect, maybe maybe one person can affect 10 or 20 or 30, and then they'll go out and do their own thing, so... That's how you start something. That's how you start the movement. And and what kind of movement do you like to uh, talk about, Platt? God damn it, all I can think about is now I want some barbecue chicken. Fuck yeah, I know. Yeah, but how about in the words of George Carlin? 
ratchet, batshit, dirty old twat, 69 sailors, <laughs> tie them in a knot, hooray, lizard shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit, it's only Wednesday. On that note, <laughs> Mr. Belaz, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. You can find me writing a few uh, reviews and opinion articles on eWrestlingNews.com and TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And, you know, may- maybe we should start poll- cross-pollinating a few of the podcasts. That could be fun. Mr. Tunney, where can people find you? And how do you like that idea, the cross-pollination? Well, first of all, I want to wonder where you fucking came up with that idea. That's why I'm throwing it to you, jackass. (laughs) My idea, everybody! That's the point! This isn't exactly the most closed-curtain fucking show in the fucking world. (laughs) I want the credit. You get the credit. Now, now plug your shit and plug your idea because it's a beautiful idea. I don't want it anymore. Just, right, just fuck plug you. your shit and fuck go. Fuck you, it's Chris's idea now. <laughs> fuck you. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's how this goes. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me at PC Tunny. Make sure you uh, go ahead and check out Podcast DWI. That's right there on the Twitter. Make sure you check out Bandwagon Nerds. Also, we've been doing a really great series. We picked back up the Frankie DeFalco show. Uh, you know, if you want to know what's going on with these indie companies and how these guys are dealing with that kind of thing, check out the Frankie DeFalco show. Uh, a couple updates on the local stuff going on. Uh, that's what's going on with me, guys. Is that, that gonna give the idea that you brought up before about how they're dealing with the whole coronavirus issue and if it's affecting them drastically? Well, it's funny because last week uh, we were talking with Frank and I said, how about a, a a challenge to all these wrestlers, you know, go ahead and uh, show me your match with the broomstick. Show me your match with the ironing board. You can have a match with an inanimate object. You can have a match with, you know, an amphibious creature. So, uh, and he said, let's take it one step further. The invisible man has won the battle Royal at rise to honor for Bruce Lee wrestling three out of the last five years. Why not? Let's see these guys have a match with the invisible man. So, I challenge all you indie wrestlers to put it out there on social media. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's going to blow up if you have a match with the Invisible Man or your ironing board or your cat or your dog. No animals harmed in the filming of this video. So, Tony, you really want Jim Cornette to have an aneurysm, huh? (laughs) That would be fantastic. But, Tony, fuck uh... Jim Cornette. Tony. What if you tweeted, tweeted this from the Pot is War Twitter handle or your own Twitter handle and maybe put one of those 100 retweets or 100 likes or something like that and you'll do your own match with the Invisible Man? What about that? You, you can bump the number up too if you feel like it's worth more than 100, but yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Thousand, tw- thousand likes and I'll do a, a Invisible Man match. There you go. So you, you got to throw that up on Twitter so we can promote the shit out of that to watch you fucking have your match with the uh, the Invisible Man. Okay. Your debut wrestling match against this fucking three out of five time fucking, <laughs> fucking Battle Royal champion. Holy shit. That's right. better than vacant. All right, fine. Uh, when the show comes out and I post it on the Pod is War Twitter, 
That's uh-huh. right. I, I run the pod as well, Twitter, folks. Um, I will reply from PC Tunney's Twitter with thousand likes to this tweet, and I will do an Invisible Man minute. All right. At I'd least like at least down. twelve at least twelve minutes. Oh, at least twelve. Oh, wow! Nice. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, it's, well, it's not a match if it's not twelve minutes. I mean that that's pretty impressive. Most that's most good. matches that people see on TV are five to eight minutes, and you're going twelve. That might be a commercial break in between somewhere too. How we how we doing this? <laughs> Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Well played. Hey, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C. Platt. You can also find me on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox every Monday on Facebook Live. And after that, anywhere you get podcasts, you'll find it there, including the Chairshot Radio Network. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Pick up an official Chairshot T-shirt. If you enjoy what we do and want us to keep doing it, show us some love. Spend some of that Trump fuck money you just got today, all right? ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Fellas, anything pertinent that you want to get out there to the masses before we get up out of here? Yeah, we're fucking awesome. Agreed. Cool. Pod is war. At pod is war. Thousand retweets or likes. PC Tunney, the invisible man, the thrill in Manila. No, what is it? The, uh, the, no, is, the, the thrill of the vanilla, the vanilla man <laughs> against the thrill of invisible man. <laughs> DC vanilla thriller. versus the invisible thriller. The thriller versus vanilla. Okay, <laughs> the thriller versus vanilla. No, the vanilla, the vanilla, PC, PC vanilla versus the invisible thriller. <laughs> vanilla, the invisible thriller. Oh my god, this is like the showdown in Saigon, but better because Tokyo Three K. I'm gonna ref it. It's the match you never knew you wanted, but now you gotta have it. One thousand likes, baby. Let's get it popping for the commissioner PC Tunney, soon to be fighting. The Invisible Man for Mr. Andrew Snowflake Belaz. I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be better next week, I promise. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly.